Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Hello. Let's chat. Oh my God. How's it going? Oh my God. Hi. I have a special guest on today. If you want to go ahead and say hello and introduce yourself. I am Shay Alexa. I'm happy to be here. I love I'm you. So excited. I'm, thanks for having me on. This is your second time on, but the first time we were um, recording in anger. So you have to answer the token four <laughs> questions <laughs> before we get started. I have them. I'm ready. Oh, you're I'm ready. Prepared. Okay. So the first question is, what is your favorite standalone? Okay, this is like, can I tell you the amount of anxiety that these questions get? <laughs> <laughs> it's like fun icebreakers. And every time I ask people, they're like, um, um, and I'm like, I sent them to you before. Like, no, I, and I have so many options for them because yeah. I'm like, well, in what genre? Like, I'm like, <laughs> overall. Um, okay, my favorite standalone probably is You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. That's my favorite, like, ever. That's, yeah. Who's that by? It's by Akweke Ameze, who's also my favorite writer, like of all time, I think. That is a very lengthy title. I know. It's so good. I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. I need to write that down. Okay. I like that. I've never heard of it. Actually, I probably have, but that was so many words. Yes, you have. I forgot. I have absolutely told you to read it. Okay. (laughs) Multiple times. It's probably on my good read somewhere. I'll tell you that. I'm sure. Um, Okay. (laughs) What is your favorite series? I mean, ever my favorite series like has to be Lord of the Rings like there's I, I don't think anything will ever beat that for me like that was like my first not Game of Lord Thrones of the Rings. I mean yeah maybe Game of Thrones it's hard I have them both written down and then I also yeah. have spicy series and I have Kingmakers by Sophie Lark so I'm like you have to be more specific <laughs> all of the above actually you know what I'll be but I say game actually I I take it back I do think Game of Thrones is probably above Lord of the Rings for me. I think I just have like, cause Lord of the Rings was like my first one. That yeah, I was, like the nostalgia. Like, obsessed with. I just have- yeah, I think that too, like, I mean, we did a reread last year and it hits a lot different, but I will say the movies mm-hmm. are like my favorite. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. And they like hold up, like they, there's nothing, yeah. Those are a masterpiece, so. They're masterpieces. I read them on releases and I loved them. Like, I remember when they announced the show and I cried. Like, I was like, (laughs) so, I mean, I can't tell you how excited I was. And actually, I'm at my my friend's apartment right now. He's my husband's best friend since, like, college. And he, we, like, the first time we met, that's all we did was talk about Game of Thrones. And my husband's like, what are you guys talking about? We're like, shh shut up like we just and then we found out about the show and we just like oh my god it was everything but I do think going back to reread them would be eye-opening yeah it's they're really long I think is the problem yeah like I haven't read a 900 page book in years and by years I mean two (laughs) but like it's been a minute (laughs) but it's like and and reading them like back to back to back is a lot because they're so heavy and I think like once you watch the show so many times you do that thing where you're like oh this is so different than the show and I I like really truly wish I read them before I watch the show yeah no I'm yeah yeah they're they're hefty books (laughs) they're fuck they're hefty Um, okay so who is your (laughs) ultimate book boyfriend I mean, you know, this was tough for me. Like, yeah, this is, I, bet. I, I really have like a why choose situation. Um, yeah, you're so allowed I, to do five. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, oh. great. Okay. 
So Dominic from JL Seeger's Restore Me. Oh my God. <laughs> He's like beyond. <laughs> I love him so much. I don't really like to give SJM any, <laughs> any love, but we never do that on this one. <laughs> I know. I really, I, I have a very love hate. I will say Cassian would probably have to be on there because I love him so much. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Okay. Oh my God. And Dean from Sophie, Sophie Lark's mm-hmm. Can You Make Your Series. Okay. Yeah. Those are probably like my, my top ones. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> Except for Cassian. <laughs> I really need to start reading the books you read. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've been slacking. Oh, wait. Also, I'm putting Zade from Haunting Adeline on there. because. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's everyone's Daddy ultimate Zade. book boyfriend, apparently. We found this out very recently. Daddy Zade. <laughs> okay, so next question is, who's your ultimate book girlfriend? Oh, this is a good one, too. Oh, okay. Sabina from The Savage by Sophie Lark. Ryan by Marie Maravilla, um, Syndicate of Sins. She's amazing. Probably also Faye from You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. And I actually just read an arc from Nisha Sharma, Tastes Like Shacker. It was her second in like the next one in doc- Dating Dr. Dill. And that FMC is like the best FMC. I am obsessed. Her name is Bobby and I love her with my whole freaking heart. So that comes out in August, but... It, she was amazing. I'm very yeah. excited for that. I like that. Yeah. Oh my God. She's, I love her so much. Yeah. yeah it was great. I like that. Okay. All right. So we're here to talk about Get a Life, Chloe Brown. I'm Yay. very excited. Okay. I've actually only read Get a Life. Have you read the whole series? I have. I actually probably put Danny on my book girlfriend list too. <laughs> yeah. I've read the whole series. I, I read it. I had a friend of mine who recommended it and I um put it off for like a minute and yeah. then I was so mad because I read them all three in like a weekend I like love them so much yeah Yeah. I have also been putting them off and I didn't do the next three in the series because I knew we were just going to talk about this one so I didn't want to like do a crossover situation so I have only read the first one but it's one of those ones that I feel like is iconic and also like everyone's comfort read which I love yeah it's definitely a comfort read yeah yeah I have not read any of her other books have you yes I am a, I am a Tolly Hibbert stan. Yeah, so I love her. I've read her, I always get this wrong, Ravenhood, Ravenwood series. I never remember which one it is. Um, but that one is great. The Princess Trap is great. I just did a second reading of that on audio. Um, she's a really good Christmas novella, Mistletoe. Yeah, I want to read no, her, I think. In- is it a YA, the unbearably cute and unfortunately something or other? Highly suspicious and unfairly Yes, cute. I did read that. It's so cute. I read that on audio. It was amazing. Yeah, she's great. Her writing in general is like really, really great. Yeah, I loved this one. I'm not going to lie. I saw the highly suspicious and I was like, ah, that is so cute. But again, I don't read for pleasure anymore. I actually only read for this podcast. So I was glad that we were doing this. <laughs> <laughs> because I needed a moment, you know? <laughs> I love her writing and she has a lot of themes that are really common throughout them. Like Mm -hmm. she usually has bisexual characters or queer characters. She, she always talks about mental illness. She talks about chronic illness. Like I know in Chloe, you know, she did very, very well, uh, both actually. So she has like these common themes that she deals with, like in really intentional ways that it's so beautifully done. Like she does them and so much humor, like her British humor is so 
good. Like yeah, I went into this not knowing she was British. And I did the audio and you informed me that it is like Lady Danbury from Bridgerton. That is yeah, the it's Lady Danbury. Narrator. <laughs> and Lady I was like, Danbury. oh my God, this is so British. I'm dying. Like it was so good. I loved that. <laughs> I know. And it, like, I know. Sarcasm, I think, could have hit differently because, like, she is British. And so, like, it is her humor. But at the same time, like, she is writing for a very, like, I think a lot of it is written for, like, a very American audience. And it's I, hysterical. Yeah. It's so, and I love, like, British wit that's, like, kind of snarky and dry. It's my favorite. Like, I love yeah. the British office. Like, I love those comedies. Like, so I, I think her humor is just so good. And yeah. I like the way that she weaves the humor in through like kind of sad or like serious situations. She's really good at it. Yeah, I like that. I So we can kind of like yeah. dive in. We jump all over the place here. So no, no need to stick in timeline order. But we kind of start at the very beginning. I love the way that she goes through the process of saying I need to get a life. And I love when we get the title of the book in the book. That's like my favorite thing. So we get it really yeah, early that's on. That's cute. And, and Chloe's like, okay, I need to get my own life. And honestly, I almost wish in this one we got a little bit more of her grandma. I like that she was her, like, internal monologue, yeah. but I almost would have wanted more of her. Yeah, I really liked that. I actually thought the narrator did a really good job with that on the audio. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think I would have liked more of that, too. Kind of, like, a nice peek into their relationship. Yeah, and, like, have her just maybe show up more or something like that, just at her flat. Like, I think that would have been really cute. But I do like that we got her sisters and stuff. I just, I love Gigi so much. I was like, this lady, I need her in my life. <laughs> I know. She's so sassy. I love it. I, I, the whole family, like, the sisters are so fun. Yeah. Like, they're great. And their whole relationship, like, between the sisters is great, too. Yeah, and just Ugh. gets better and better in the books. Yeah, it yeah. just gets better and better. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed the beginning where her and Red's relationship is, like, I do like that it's sort of one POV kind of the whole time as far as the audiobook narrator goes, but we do sort of get, like, a little bit of Red and a little bit of her, and it's not miscommunication, but it's that also that miscommunication where they just think it's two different things of each other, and that was so well done and, like, really made you think about how, like, you put yourself out in the world and, like, how people perceive you. And I, I just thought that was so good, especially in like a romance, you know? Yeah, I did. And I liked it. I read into a little bit of that with Chloe too, that mm -hmm. she was kind of like, you know, cause she made like little comments that he was like good looking and like whatever, but she was like, Oh, but he's blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And I felt like it was like very much her putting up a little bit of a wall. And you can see yeah. that later too, that like she definitely was doing that. And I thought that was so well done because getting like both their, I mean, I guess you got both their POVs, but it was third. It's third person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Time, it's yeah. third. Right. So you get them, but like, see, I agree with you seeing them like those internal monologues, like about each other was really funny. Like, yeah, yeah that and was great. I, it was like so insightful too, because, you know, Red thinks of her so posh and he's like, oh, she would never respect me. And then at the same time, she doesn't like him because he's so confident in himself and he kind of feels yeah. the same way about her, but like in a very different setting, like his his opinions of hers because of class and hers is just because like this guy must be so cool and like badass and she's like I just hate you and I was like this is so real though like I feel this way about so all the people all the time where you're like I hate you because you're confident and it's not okay <laughs> because I, I know and and meanwhile they're both like so like I don't want to say insecure but they're both like struggling with confidence and like yeah. issues that they both have and it's just so funny because she's like oh well you're cool you wear a leather jacket like it's like <laughs> 
<laughs> you would drive a motorcycle. You must be too cool for me. Yeah, like, <laughs> and he's so like, oh, funny. she's so rich like, and ritzy. Like she would never it, yeah. like want to be friends with me. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, I loved that. I love when you get those like internal monologues where they like not hate each other, but like, you know, there's like a, there's tension. And then yeah. I don't know. There's, like, the I, I thought she did such a good job. Yeah. yeah. I love the beginning part. Like this scene is burned in my mind when she goes to rescue the cat from the tree. And her oh internal monologue is like so just iconic, you know? She's iconic. like talking to the cat out loud, but at the same time, she's like having these thoughts of like, I'm never getting down. And that's okay because the cat's in my lap and I'm never moving. She's like, Well, I live here now, but I have a cat. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking and it's funny. so funny and it's at a point where like you don't really know a lot about chloe other than that she has like a chronic illness and she's in a lot of mm -hmm. pain and you're like i want to feel for you but at the same time like i am laughing so hard right now <laughs> oh my god i was laughing so hard that was like one of the funniest scenes in any book i have ever read like right yeah Oh yeah. my god, it was so good. And yeah. I love that he kind of oh, comes I, to her I rescue in like the most <laughs> dry wit British sarcastic way. Yes. Just like, okay, well, if you don't need help, I'm gonna go. But can you give me the cat I'm just gonna so go. I can <laughs> <get> home? Like... <laughs> Do you wanna leave the cat or are you you're good? You're cool. good? Yeah. Like, just... What are you gonna do with it now? Because we don't allow pets. So and I and I'm the landlord, so <laughs> just like yeah so good. that part was hilarious. And like she just does it so well, I think I that know. like it could have been it could have just been like a scene that happened, but I think that is such a pivotal like moment in their relationship where it's like the first interaction and you remember that the whole time through. And I don't think we always get that in a book where you like distinctly remember the first time they've ever had like a real moment. Yeah, I agree. And it kind of sets up their dynamic, frankly, like yeah. for the rest of the book, which was really well done and subtle, but like it was, you know, and it was all through like dialogue, which was, which is so great. You know, like yeah. it's a, she didn't have to tell you, she was just showing you and it was really good. Yeah. yeah and she does it in like a variety of ways, like with the emailing and with them in person and like all of that. And I think that yes. I love, Oh my emails. God, the emails. <laughs> They're so <laughs> Good. It is so good. And it's one of those ways where like, I love when we get like a second medium where it's like texting or emailing or like letters yes. or something. It's just so funny because you, everybody's like this. You're a different person when you text because you can say things, yep. you can delete and go back and edit. And like, you know, before you send out what you, what you're thinking and you're, I feel like you're much more rash, which they are yeah. so rash in these. And it's so perfect. And I love when they get together and they don't pretend that they weren't emailing back and forth, you know? Yeah. He like brings up the yeah. buttons and he's like, wait, these aren't real. And she's like, no, <laughs> that would be horrible. There's so many imagine? buttons. <laughs> but he calls her like, I just love that so much. And I like that they brought in that witty banter, like throughout the whole thing, even though they were just like emailing back and forth. It was so funny. Uh, oh my God. It was so, oh God, the emails are so good. I do too. I love when there's like a text chain Yeah. or like. I just started about something where there were texts and I was just like, oh my God, I love this. Like, this, yeah, it's, I, that was such a, those were so great. Yeah. She did a really good job with that. Okay. So let's talk a little yeah. bit about like Chloe's life, her sort of chronic illness, how she handles all of that. And like the mental health struggles she kind of goes through as well as like the physical ones. So I don't know about you. Like, I felt like I really connected with her at towards the end when she finally explained to Red, you know, I feel like I'm a burden. And all my friends have left me and all those sorts of things. And like the way he gets yeah. like viscerally angry. And it's like, that was such a, like, for me, that was like such a cathartic moment to kind of go through that with her and like read that she was finally accepting that those people were in the wrong. And I think that she did a beautiful job of like explaining all of that. And she says a line in there that's something like, you know, 
our red says that I think to her, like you act like chronic illness is something that's like a burden and it's just something that you, that you deal with every day. And that's not like someone else's responsibility to make you feel that way. And I was like, ah. yeah, it's wild. Yeah. No, I, and I also feel like his, you know, cause he had, he had like a, you know, a bad relationship, mm -hmm. right? Like he had, he was abused in his relationship. Yeah. Right. And I almost feel like there was kind of this like with him like lack of wanting like to realize kind of what that did to yeah. him or like kind of like understanding and I felt like he got it when he like through Chloe and through like looking at her and being like no like you don't you aren't like defined by this and I mm -hmm. it felt very much like he was like oh and I'm not defined by that either and I like loved that like where they like kind of helped each other like he helped himself by helping her like not yeah. that I want to say he helped her but he helped her come to the realization that like she shouldn't give a shit about those other people because they just weren't good people just I was beautiful like I agree like I remember crying at the part when they had that conversation because I was just like I think like anyone who struggled with like any sort of chronic illness or mental illness, like always feels like they are a burden to people. I mean, I know I struggle with that too, like with depression and anxiety. Like I never want, I never want to inconvenience anyone. That's mm -hmm. like a holdover from me, like not having help, like dealing with it. I never want to inconvenience people. Like I'm so, yeah. so I get it. Like, and I understand that. I think a lot of people can relate to that. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful scene. Yeah. And I like that they kind of built their confidence together in a way that like, you know, mm -hmm. we do get that sort of third act breakup, but at the time it's like, they both knew one that they were meant to be together, but two that they were kind of like in the wrong and they realized it so much quicker and they've built that confidence, not utilizing each other, but like being with each other. And it was such a right. like beautiful partnership because, you know, he turns around and says like, Oh shit, I did mess up. And she's like, I have to do this, but I don't want to. And like, she, before would have just been like, well, this is what I have to do and not thought twice about it. And I really liked that these characters like grew so heavily without relying on each other, but because of each other. Yeah. Like, that is like so. Yeah. And I agree. Like, so like I struggle a lot with like having a chronic illness. And like when I remember when I first found out, I mean, it was only like two, three years ago. And I was like, this explains so much. But at the same time, like, does this is are like people going to be like, oh, are you OK? Is this what you deal with? Like you know, treat you kind of differently and like not expect because it's not something it, it's not fibromyalgia, but like I have Hashimoto's, which is like, you know, it's a thyroid thing. Like I can't help it. I have yeah. to do something for it every day. And like, I always was just like, are people going to treat me different or act like because I say, oh, I'm tired or I'm in pain or whatever it is like that. It's not real because you can't see it. And like those moments yeah. where she said that and he was like, OK, and I'm not going to go out of my way to make you feel like you are immobile or like that you are a burden I'm gonna just do things that make it easier for you and that's not an inconvenience to me that's just something we're gonna do and it's not different it doesn't have to be different it's just something that like we're gonna make it more convenient for everyone in the group i.e like the camping trip you know yeah oh my god the camping trip was like I lost my shit yeah like I mean it was hot obviously but also like just like with like how he like set it up for her and like yeah. did the whole thing with like the blanket like it just like oh god <laughs> and he brings like s'mores and he like brings her you know and he sets up like a mattress and he's like we're only gonna do this for a night and you don't have to worry about anything and it's like not only was that like so beautiful for like their relationship and all that they were going through but also just like as a man for him to do this for her put his insecurities aside to say like I'm doing this wonderful thing for you as a friend and because I'm in love with you
and he did right. it because it was something like she wanted so wholeheartedly and like it was just every detail was like beautiful and you're like oh my god I just no. love you <laughs> I know I was like freaking out that whole time I that was I loved reading that scene for the first time it was amazing and I do like what you said earlier like what you said before also about like how it's not like they saved each other like you didn't Mm -hmm. get like the stereotypical like oh he saved her like you know trope or whatever like they really did like they saved themselves Mm -hmm. through being with each other. And I think that's like what the difference was. And I thought that was really, it's, that's very nuanced to do. And she, I mean, she's such an excellent writer, but she did a really good job with that. Cause I don't like when it's like, Oh, he saved me. Like, you know, I mean, which is fine, but sometimes the guys too relying on her too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cause I don't, I mean, it is, you know, it's fiction, whatever it is, what it is, but like, I liked this better. Like this was, it and, felt real to me. And yeah, I was just going to say that it feels so real and it feels so mature, you know, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times, yeah, we read romance for escapism. We read, you know, fiction to escape, but at the same time, I want to read things that like, I feel like could happen and isn't just a movie moment. And I think a little bit of that is her being British. Like, honestly, because I think that they do things a little less dramatic than we do sometimes. And I liked that because it felt so mature and it was like such a fresh take on this sort of like healing through trauma emotion like emotional relationship and it was like so beautiful and you're just like yeah I like that red didn't feel because I think sometimes too is like when we do get like the male POV it's like I don't ever know a man that would like express these feelings you know what I mean but I think red was so genuine and like he wasn't overly emotional he wasn't touchy-feely he had these like thoughts in his head that felt like a guy said them and it's not like a man written by a woman it was like a a woman writing a man you know what I mean yeah that makes sense I mean yeah a lot of guys are like super close off I think that's a lot of like you know patriarchy and toxic masculinity kind of subconsciously creeping in because they tell you you know you can't be emotional which sucks but you do see his like internal struggle with that and yeah I agree I think she did a really good job with that I mean not that I mind like a simping dude, but no, no, <laughs> this I was just, a like, cool. Yeah. He's like six foot four and like a redheaded, like Scottish man. Like, I don't really think this man's going to be like, Oh, poor me. My life is hard. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's got a leather jacket. He's got to be, you know, like really strong and tough. <laughs> That's right. I love tattoos. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I like that it was more like insecurities than necessarily like feelings, because I don't think he would as a character have, expressed a lot of these feelings it was more like this like self-hatred kind of vibe that we got from him and i thought that was like so genuine yeah agreed i'm like imposter syndrome i did really like that he was a painter and like an artist and how he did talk about like his progression between when he sort of fell into it and he had one style and then you know went to the other and i love the reveal when she's like i have something to tell you and he's like yeah i already know (laughs) he's like oh my god that was so funny she's like yeah i've been watching you he's like, he's like yeah no shit like <laughs> yeah i've been to your apartment and i can see my own self like thank you <laughs> like i can literally see it and you're not hiding anything thanks like, and i can literally see you so when i'm like looking at you so yeah <laughs> you're not subtle <laughs> like you saw me like did you not think i could see you that's, like how it works like that i like, just love and it was like things like that where you she almost made it seem like that was going to be like the third act breakup or something where he was like, yeah, that was so creepy. I can't believe you didn't tell me like it's a lie. But at the same time, yeah, she was so nervous so to tell him. Yeah. Yeah. I, she was like so nervous. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> it's like, and I loved that. And I like, I really did enjoy, I, I mean, I hate a third act breakup. I would love, I was saying this the other day. I'd love to read a romance where nothing bad happens. They just get together and that's that. 
<laughs> and there's no growth and development and there's no sadness. Like I just, I would love just to read that, but I do like theirs because it feels so impossible. But at the same time, like they come back together as the people that they've made each other. And they're so mature about it, you know, like immediately he regrets it. And immediately he tries to do like all these little things to like win her back. And she's sort of like, yeah. so stubborn about it. And then it's like, Oh, good for you guys. Yeah. I know. They're so cute. I loved them. I love them so much. And I really liked the sort of moments where he realizes like how important it is for her to feel like safe and secure, even in these, you know, when they go to the club and they go to the art show and stuff, he's just so aware of like the comfort that she needs and takes her like out of those situations. And I thought that that was just like so thoughtful in the same time of, as him trying to like make sure that she still experiences life and like does things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, he's like the most considerate. He's like the most considerate book boyfriend. Like he, yeah, yeah. I I love him. And it's so early on in their relationship too, which it, it sometimes does feel like disingenuous. But I felt with them, it was such a like friendship to lovers like situation, and not in like a childhood friend way. And like you know, it's slowly developed into something. And I really do like those because I feel like you get the chance to like learn who the characters are before they just become this like couple that we want to fuck. You know. <laughs> yeah no totally <laughs> which was really nice by the way there was a lot of spice in here and it was beautiful <laughs> her spice is so good like i wish like her i honestly wish her books were spicier because the scenes yeah. that she does write are fucking awesome like i just read reread and it had been a while since they read it the princess trap mm-hmm. and i did not i like forgot how spicy that one was and i was like oh she's like so good at this yeah and it like, like it turns up so fast you're like oh okay so we're just like thinking about it and there's a couple of those like you know each themselves scenes and then you're like oh oh okay <laughs> and, yeah. yeah she's so good at it yeah, yeah she's yeah she's really good at it unfortunately yeah. for us she also writes amazing no, i'm just kidding <laughs> the best part for us is that she also writes an amazing plot line so it can't just be all spice but you could just make them like 300 pages i know just spice <laughs> just throw oh my god <laughs> yeah. she really writes superior spice but yeah it was good in this one for sure that i yeah. just love them they are one of my like favorite couples i think yeah, I, I really like the way that they kind of came together and like it was such a slow, it's not really even a slow burn, but it's just like a slow progress of them doing like mundane things like nothing ex- astonishing happens except for, you know, like maybe the bike ride is like a big moment and the camping thing. But it's like him just coming to her apartment and like cooking her dinner and, you know, her like talking a lot about her her illness and doing things for him with the website and all that kind of stuff. And like, it's just like a, a life that they build and that's what you're reading about and i love that because i don't need it to be a bunch of like epic moments and interactions with other people and stuff to kind of build this like really great foundation you know yeah i know totally i mean i think a lot of that i feel like she does that with a lot of her couples especially mm-hmm. in this series where they feel very like rooted in like everyday life like they feel very real it's yeah. like just you know where there's not like some like soap opera-esque drama or like all of these things like not in all her books obviously like the princess drop is like kind of like that and some other ones but like you know I that I did like that about and to like still make that really interesting and still create tension in a way Mm -hmm. like she's so good at it but you're right like for it really like a mundane relationship but she like made it really interesting yeah and it's not there doesn't need to be like a drama aspect to it it's like it's such a it's more so like a healing journey than it is this like I don't know dramatic thing which is really great yeah and like very unique too you know what I mean yeah 
Yeah. I like that. And I mean, we, I have read a few recently that I feel like are in that same way, like a very cathartic, like healing journey and them like going through that. But I really did like that. We, the primary setting is like the flat, right? Like her flat, his flat, that whole, you know, apartment complex or what have you. And it's like, that whole thing was like, just, it's so interesting and like fun to kind of set it all at just like someone's house. <laughs> and yeah. Keep you like interested the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, cause they're like always at the flat, like most of the yeah. time. And like yeah. you get these really good moments and I, I just love that so much. And then also him with the older neighbor. Yeah. I really like Which that. Which is really cute. Yeah. And I like his internal where he, monologue where he's like, I know they said I can have dinner with them, but I'm sure he doesn't think like me screwing the neighbor is in the contract. That's right. <laughs> and you're like, that's so fair. You are correct. I think the other thing that like to go back to like Red and how he was like in an abusive relationship, I really appreciated that perspective because you don't really see, first of all, you don't see emotional abuse portrayed in a way that you're like, oh, this is abuse. Like mm -hmm. this is also abuse, right? Like relationships can be abusive. It doesn't have to be physical, right? And yeah. that was made very clear. And it was also with the MC, which you also don't see a lot. Like that is not a perspective you get you know a lot so I thought that was really interesting and like sensitively done and I don't know it was just like an, a perspective I don't think even since I read it I've really come across in a contemporary book yeah and that's kind of why I liked it because it, it kind of came off in a way it's like I think we've all been in in some sort of relationship whether it's a friendship or a relationship where we felt that way like we feel the self-loathing that like we did something wrong or like we were the ones who were the problem and it was like probably them. And I liked that we kind of got that from him. And it was like, he starts, he starts to sort of realize it. And it's in a way that's like very subtle, like in these little moments where he's like, Chloe and Pippa are so similar, but like, she's not her. And then he's like, wait, was that her that did that to me? And he sort of goes through that on his own. And like, I agree, like you don't really get mm -hmm. to see that that often. And you don't usually see that from a male perspective. And that's what I was kind of saying earlier is like, I like that it wasn't just like emotion. It was more like this, this sort of like self-loathing vibe that he gave. And it's like, that yeah. is so, I don't know, like accurate. You know what I mean? I feel like guys. Would so accurate. Yeah. And especially like someone in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what abuse does, right? Like it makes right. you, it makes you feel like there's a lot of gaslighting and it makes you feel like it's your fault and like you did something wrong and like, oh, well, it's my fault I was in this situation. It's my fault they got mad at me. It's my fault. Like, that happens a lot. Like, if, like, you know, and so. Him. Right. And they're right. like, he, he thought that she, I, was I was using just her, using her yeah. subconsciously. And, like, that sucks. And that sucks for him. And I love that he gets to go through that and, like, heal. Yeah. That he gets to go through But, you know, at the same time, it he, he was the talent. Like, he was exceptionally yeah. talented and, like, wasn't giving himself any credit for that because he was, like, overshadowed by you know, her, like, abusing him into, like, this pattern of self-loathing, which yeah. is so sad to see, but his, I agree with you, his journey to get out of it was really beautiful, and, like, subtle, but, like, you saw him getting there, and you were just so happy when he did, and, like, oh, I just love him. Yeah, and it's, and I like that she wrote at the beginning that Chloe thinks he is so confident, and then you get to hear that he's not, and it's, like, that is so eye-opening. Yeah. In so many different ways and it's so hard to, to put on a page i think and portray in a character that like they are something totally yeah. different than everyone else thinks they are and i love that yeah i mean she does she does this like 
she all she does this like taking the other character's internal monologue mm-hmm. like in a way where a lot of like less talented writers would probably just throw in a bunch of exposition to give you like characteristics of the other character or backstory or like oh this person's like this like I mean you see that a lot with like lazy writing and mm-hmm. not just not well formed like prose and whatnot but I mean she's so good like she it's it's like she crafts everything so intentionally when she writes yeah. it's like she knows exactly what she's doing like I don't it's just well done like I mean she's truly I think she's truly like one of the best writers out there right now like she just it's so subtle but also intentional and like it makes so much sense and she also like the way that she gives you the scenarios that the characters are in are so realistic you can see everything it's like so easy to visualize her scenes yeah and I like I read it a few weeks ago and I'm still thinking about it you know what I mean I can still like picture her like onesie and her apartment and the way it was set up and like totally yeah and I think it's so beautiful like the way that she she's so like lyrical and I think it's like genuinely yeah the way that she like portrays these characters yeah I loved it. Totally. And it's like, it's like, it's so organic, like the way that she like gives like their issues and like their struggles are very organic. Like it's not like slapping you in the face with just tell you there's an issue. Like you can see it or you like Mm -hmm. understand a conflict rather than her like telling you there's a conflict, which we also see a lot, you know? So it's nice. Like, I think she's just really, she's a master of her craft, if you will, but she's very good at it. Absolutely. And I think she does a really good job of like reminding you of, I don't know. I think for me, like I really related to Chloe with the chronic illness and her, the fibromyalgia and her talking about like her wrist braces that she was wearing and stuff like that. And it's, I love that she brought those up in a way that it just reminds you that like people who are dealing with these things are dealing with it constantly. And it wasn't in a pity me way. It was just a, this is my life kind of way. This is my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we do get, you know, characters that have, like you said, lazy writing characters that have issues and it's never brought up again, or it's not something like, if you have a chronic illness, it's going to come up in every scene. And I thought that that yeah. was just like so wonderful. And I love that we got it. And it was, and like you said, it's in a very yeah. subtle way and a very like realistic way. And it just makes me like want to be invested in these characters all the more because you're like keeping with the authenticity throughout the whole thing. And you're giving all these, and like, I love that it's that Chloe is like a diverse character and we get like fat rep and we're getting, you know, like a marginalized. Yeah. Like, there's so many things about that. that's like so beautiful and we get like all of these great relationships and it's also like organic like you were saying yeah totally i mean she's so good at it like she's she's just i don't know i love her writing so much now you're making me want to go back and read eve brown <laughs> like <laughs> we'll do that one later this year so go ahead <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I'll totally go. It's been like a while since I reread the. I mean, I love the second one. Is Danny Brown is like I love yeah. Danny, and Zaf is like oh my god, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now I need to get chaotic like... bisexual. Yeah, okay. so I really I'm... related to her. Well, you have to read. Like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're like, well, this great. is actually me as a character. Thank you, though. <laughs> but she has great rep and like jump ahead. But there's like really good. There's really good mental health rep. I mean, she mm-hmm. <clears throat> she obviously like you know she's been through some shit clearly i don't think like you understand it the way she yeah. understands it like if because i'm reading it like oh you get it like you understand this yeah, like, like you this really get it too. so yeah <laughs> yeah like and the chronic illness thing too like she deals with chronic illness in a lot of her books so you know she either she understands it personally or she just really took the time to understand it from afar because she right. does a really good job with it or has someone yeah like in her life that deals with that yeah Yeah, I love her.
I love it. I'll never not want to read it. It's so good. Yeah, I need to go back. I was like trying to keep them separate. So I was like, okay, I'll just wait to do the next one. But it was so good. And I just like loved, I really, really enjoyed like all the different little nuances and like the characters. And even though we got her sisters for like such a short amount of time, I just, I like love them and I want to know more about them. And I know that we got more because I was reading it after all the ones were out. But it's like, I think even if I didn't know there was going to be a continuation of the series, like I would want to know more about her sisters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're we cute and their relationships are cute. The grandma. Yeah. Yeah. We need a Gigi book. <laughs> Gigi like, needs her her love book. Story? <laughs> she talks about, she's like with a boring man. Like we need Gigi to have like a revival. <laughs> I know. Um, Gigi's yeah. fine. She's a good character. I don't know. I think we should do the other two books. Cause now I'm like super, I just like love talking about Talia Hubbard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I listened to the audiobook and there was like an interview at the end that she did with this other podcast. And I was like, Oh my God, I need to go and like listen to this. Cause like, she's so, she seems like so fun and like enthusiastic and like passionate about it. And it's like, oh, I just love her. <laughs> I've read the one. Book, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> she's amazing. Like I really like all I'm trying, I'm going through like the rest of her. Cause she also has some like there's like a monster romance in there somewhere, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't read that. So my friend, I'm going to shout them out. So B, one of my very, very close friends from Book Talk, but we are friends in, in the same city and we hang out all the time and I love them so much. And they were the, they are the Talia Hibbert number one super fan. I mean, they're the ones that were like, why haven't you read this fucking series yet? And I'm like, yeah. okay. And then like, I, I started reading Chloe Brown. I'm like, holy fucking shit this is so good they're like i told you i told you months ago like <laughs> you're like okay i got but, it i got it <laughs> yeah but then i started going back and i'm like yeah no she's like truly one of, she's one of my top favorite writers ever like she's really 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 good like she's yeah. just good well i really appreciate you coming on and hang out with me bye t i love you so much thanks for having me on bye thanks for coming on i'm so excited to talk the rest of the series now <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.